Blog Talk Radio.
grateful because if it had not been for you, we would not be here. We opened our eyes this morning, God, because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength and our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God. Life. Eternal life, God. And we pray, O oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord. Where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord. That you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're no short of your promise, Lord. And you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God. And give us a refilling, Lord. That when we leave here today, Lord, we can leave with your anointing, Lord. That as we meet men and women, boys and girls, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you because you are a healer. You're the God that healeth thee. And healing is in your wings. And you're able to touch our feeble bodies. You're able to save our troubled souls. And in the name of Jesus, bind every demon, Lord. Every demonic force, Lord. God that comes to keep us in the same place, Lord. We're willing, God, to surrender and say yes to your will, Lord. We're willing to turn our lives, God, over into your hands, Lord. Because we come to the place, God, where we realize like never before, we need you, Jesus. More than anything we know, we need you, Jesus. While men are trying to find God, solutions to this chaotic world, God, we're looking to you, Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer. And Jesus, you're that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble.
troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, I mean, Apostle Pinkney, James Pinkney in the Carolinas. That's him. You fight on. Hallelujah. Keep your sword in your hand and you fight on. I love those steel guitars in this song. Yes, sir. You did an excellent job for me here. Listen, I'm calling the intercessors this morning. I need your help. I need you to pray for Dr. I mean, Dr. Pastor Davis' family. Uh, this morning, his mom and his sister, so and him as well, because he's going to see about them today. So I need the intercessors lifting him up. We're going and pray right now. And uh, as he's on his way down to West Palm, I think it is. So let's pray. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue. But y'all keep him lifted up as you think about it all through the day. Ask God to touch and heal and to bless uh, Pastor David, as he go down to be a blessing. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, hey, Lord, thank you. Mm, thank you this morning. Hey, glory, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we come before you thanking you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done already for us this morning. Great and mighty things. And Lord, we know that there's nothing too hard for you to do. The scripture says, is there anything too hard for God? I reply to you this morning is no, Lord. There's nothing too hard for you to do. And Lord, we send, ask that you would send your protecting angels uh, to shield and protect Pastor David as he go down to see about his mother and his sister. And Father, we ask that you would intervene and that God, you would touch and heal today in the name of Jesus. Lord, heal these people. You made them for your pleasure. But, Father, you made the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, God, we know that if it be your will, you're able to heal right now in the name of Jesus. Strengthen Pastor David. Father, strengthen his wife as he go down, God, and ever how long it takes. Lord, let them bond even closer together in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. Bless the family, God. Bless his wife. Bless his household, Lord. Move by your spirit this day. Make his eyes become clearer to your vision for his life. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you honor and praise this morning. And, Father, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. There's none like him. And we know that he's able to do everything but fail us. Hallelujah. He's an on-time God. Every time he comes, he's always on time. We may think different because we wanted it yesterday, but God is moving today. Hallelujah. And it's all right. It's all right in Jesus' name. We learn to accept what he allows because whatever he allows, when we look at it, it's going to work together for our good. If we love him and we saved. We have his spirit living in us. Hallelujah. The call according to his purpose. And we work in unto him. Yes, yes. The work he, that he called us to, we're busy about the Father's business. So no matter what comes our way, we trust God and keep it moving. We accept what he allowed and keep it moving in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, what a great God we serve. There is none like him. None. Like him, who loves us 
in the way that he loves us. He loves us past our mistakes. Yeah. But he's yet looking for us to come to him to get our lives right with him. Oh, yeah. He's coming back one day. And he hopefully he is looking for you. Hallelujah. I pray that we all be ready when he comes. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, this morning I have silk and uh, diamond coming a little later on. And uh, they were born, uh, I think, in the Carolinas, uh, up around Fayetteville, if I'm not mistaken. And they were doing something else. And then uh, they they were Democrats, and they decided to become Republicans. And uh, they did a YouTube about the Black Lives Matter things. And, man, they got so many, like 17,000 views. And the video about Sandra Bland and all of this has started a trail of stuff for them. And then they jumped off into Mr. Donald Trump's campaign. And... Uh, they supported him and rallied for him and all these different things. And so they used to call him uh, uh, the stomp for Trump girls. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, they, they were going to stay in Raleigh, North Carolina, and they rallied with him. This was in 2015. And so they came on up, you know, through the ranks and everything and, uh, I think it was so many places, you know, received them. And uh, Waters World and all, all kind of, you know, places where it's media, you know, it get out there. Even Fox uh, took them on and all kind of things, you know. But uh, a lot of people said this, that well, well, when they come, they can tell you a little bit more about themselves and they'll be answering uh some questions and all of this. Uh, if you look at the marquee this morning, you'll see pictures of them with uh, President Trump, with ex-President Trump, and, um, you know, different places, you know, in his office, uh, sitting down at a conference table, and different things they had going on where they uh, talked with him. And I think Fox uh, turned them loose. Uh, for something. I, I didn't really get that far down, but they'll be able to share when they come. But uh, I want to say this. They were saying, um, I read this one article where they was talking about uh, the votes wasn't right. They cheated. You know, Mr. Trump won, but uh, <laughs> but they stole votes from him and he ate votes and all kind of crazy stuff. And now he's got they got a whole bunch of stuff going on against him. He was a part of this. He was into that and whatever. One thing to say, no matter about the foolishness there, is that he can still run, I think it's 2024, for president. So, um, you know, you just have to see how God moves. Because I know a lot of people, they did not uh, like him. They didn't, they didn't like his views on things. A lot of it was because of what the media put out there against this man. But from, and I haven't researched him a whole lot. I haven't kept up with him a whole lot. Because I accept what God allow and I pray my way through. For what I want and what I want happening to me, I pray my way through. 
I pray for the believers. I pray for the true Christians, the saints of God. The Lord, whatever the leadership does, it works in our favor. And if it does not work in our favor, God strengthen us that we can open our mouth to say something. But uh, and 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 you will speak through us, it's not us just talking, but you will give us the right words. Yeah. So um, the little bit that I got uh, that I can really verify, because I can't really verify all this other craziness. I wasn't there. I don't know this man personally. You know, I, I never sat in a Trump meeting, uh, as they call it. I, I was not an employee before uh, he decided to run for president. I really didn't, if I'm honest, I really didn't give a lot of attention to him. But once he became president, I, I looked a little bit more, and then I had Sister Linda from New York talking to me, you know. And she said, he's a good person, Barbara, and she was trying to tell me, the man is for what's right. So now this is just my personal. This this have nothing to do with nobody else. Uh, nothing politics really, because I'm not deep into that. I'm deep into the word of God. But listen, for me, when people hate you like that, when people severely hate you like that, and I mean, if you bat your eye, they write it down and they say you batted it wrong and you crossed it, made your eye look cross-eyed when it wasn't, you're fake, you're this, you're that. I have to go with the underdog. And my reason for going with the underdog is because of this. It's some truth in what the underdog is putting out here. What the man said, make America great again, everybody come against him. Like they don't want America to be good no more. I'm talking about these American people who don't want it to be good. And they, they never gave it a chance. Well, what is he really talking about? They came up with their own ideas. Well, he, he prejudiced. He means make America good again so he can send black people back to Africa. <laughs> please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. But I just laughed until I cried. And then the, the son come out and he explained some things. And then it was like this. He's not talking about nobody leaving the country because this man was a businessman and Mr. Trump was about that money. He was about that dollar bill. So black folks spending a lot of money. Why are he going to send them out the country and they sending basically the most money. You, you, you see what I'm saying? What he was saying is go back to American products. Do things the American way. Buy American-made cars. That way when it's time to repair your car, you're paying a fair price for a, a, a fair mechanic, a, a fair repa car repair. You're not overpaying, and, and, and the money's not going overseas, but it's staying in your country, in America. He was talking about uh, factories and, you know, places bringing that back so people could go back to work. He, for those who pay taxes, he was not, in many cases, just throwing your tax dollars away. And I know people grumbled and complained, well, it's time for stimulus. He's not giving but $2,000 for stimulus. He's not giving but 600 What the man was trying to do is just not get, look how many Americans there are who got the money. 
he was not rushing to just give the money away. And then you send it a bunch of money out the country. Yes, he said some things. He didn't know some scriptures. But people began to talk to him, and he began to listen when it came to the Bible. Yeah, he said to Timothy some other stuff. <laughs> but you got to give him credit where credit is due. Listen. Um, oh, it, it's just so much. It's just so much. But our leader is God. Our true leader is God. And he's the one who can turn the king's heart. He's the one who can touch the heart of the president, the mind of the president. But and he and in my book, what I looked at about him, he was true. He was just true to himself. <laughs> and he was being true to the American people. But for some reason we prefer fake over real. Now we always come out real and we always come out scammers and we always come out verifying and on jobs we're going to do a background check and fingerprints but we love fake foolishness anybody that come along that's tricking us and lying to us and all of that oh we'll jump on that right quick oh yes he said this this and that he's going to do he's not going to do any of that look at his track record go back and take a look now, if you look at the man, Mr. Trump record, now you're going to see uh, he knew how to handle his business. <laughs> they looked at his parents. You, oh, the dad is a Ku Klux Klan. It didn't say he was one. Oh, and every, anything and everything that come out, I'm not saying that it wasn't true, because I do not know this man on a personal level. But in and everything that came out about this man, everybody, his brother looked like, jumped on it. Oh, yeah, he was with Epstein. He was a child molester. Donald Trump. Yeah, they, 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 they just got all kind of stuff. And all kind of people hated Because for one thing, he was not with just any and every old thing that you brought. That was a certain way that he believed America should have, you know, been and should get back on track with. And it wasn't according to prejudice. It was according to money from what I can see. He didn't want America to be in the debt to no other country. He basically didn't want other countries coming over here buying property in America. You from China, but you're going to buy property in America. He, he wasn't for all of that. Let's get together and be a whole group. What has made America great is that America stand on its own. Because when you go to depending on other people and bring it, your, your slice of the pie gets smaller and smaller. If you're on a board of directors and you're the president, you want more people that you know and that you bind up with to be on the board. So that your vote carried the weight. But if you just let anybody on your board, they can vote you out. Because you don't have who's going to stand for you. So he was trying to get America to a place where we all could be comfortable. We all could live good. We all could continue to be great and number one in the world. Because nobody looked at the president's that came before this man that messed up everything. Ooh, and one of them, they stopped looting this man and they just loved him and his wife and this man messed up life. 
the lives of the people, and they don't even realize it because he gave them what they comfortably wanted. He didn't care about other people. Um, I'm telling you, pray to make it today here. We have got to pray to make it today. And I'm telling you, when they say, oh, the country, divided, oh, no, 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 these people. Because, see, I'm thinking people are thinking with what we call a normal mind, a healthy mind. But not everybody's mind is healthy. Somebody told me this yesterday. Oh, see, you thinking that way because you, you don't really suffer with depression. You don't suffer with mental health. You're not taking medication. You never had to take medication. Your dad was always there. You, you, there was no drama in your house. You come from a good background. Now, you, you came out and you could allow people to mess you up, men to mess you up, or following other people. But where you come from, your childhood foundation, a lot of these people, childhood foundation messed them up. So they're not thinking with a clear mind. And that's so sad. Because I believe like this, once you become an adult, you know you can choose right from wrong. And we should know right from wrong. But the sad part about it, some people don't know right from wrong. Some people doing some evil stuff, and they think it's good what they're doing. It took me back to Apostle, Apostle Paul. He really thought that he was serving God by killing the Christians, putting them in prison, putting them in jail. He really thought he was doing God a service. And he was just as wrong as two left shoes. Because we don't have two left feet. We have a left and a right feet. And in order to walk properly, we got to get the right shoes. But Paul, Apostle Paul was wrong. Again, as two left shoes. On his way from Damascus, God proved that to him, blinded him, and he ended up down with Ananias, who laid hands on him, I'm sure, prayed for him, and the scales come off. Then he began to see. So unless God takes the scales off people's eyes, they, they're blind. They can't see. They're walking blind. They're walking in darkness and swear they're walking in light. And it's a sad thing when people are confused this way. You have a lot, I'm talking about, look like millions and millions all over the world of confused people. Look, let me tell you something. When you don't know who you are, you are messed up. You don't know who you are, so you're trying to change your own identity because you don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on out here. And when that person told me that yesterday, I had to agree with them. I said, yeah, I had a, a good childhood. From childhood, I knew who I was. I was never confused about me. Now, I had watched some these talk shows. I think it was an Oprah show. And I told my my ex-husband when I was married, I said, I want to go find myself. He said, yeah, okay. <laughs> Look, I had a husband, a house, and children. I couldn't take no months and years off to go find myself. I should have found myself. So guess what? I accepted who I was. I knew who I was. I wasn't confused about that. But I wanted to follow what they were doing on TV, you know. Set my house up like I see the commercials, just foolishness. 
instead of just doing what was just automatically natural. Keep your house clean by decent furniture that's going to last because you have children. And they jump on furniture. They jump in beds. They're not as cautious as adults, you know. So you got to buy some quality furniture that can last you five years, three years at least. <laughs> and that kind of thing, you see. But it's so much going on in the world today. And people are messed up in their minds. Have y'all heard it about the random drive-by and walk-by shootings? Yeah. Shante told me the man was uh, in Anchorage, and he just randomly shooting at the cars as the cars go by. And she said she had went right by there while all of this was going on. I guess he was reloading his gun when God let her go by. And she went on by. <laughs> she saw the police and the this and that, but they let her go by, so she just driving on home. The hedge of protection was around, and you know God protecting them. Then I see these people shoot 10 people, and, and these drive-by, one person did a drive-by and killed a baby in the car. I'm like, what? I'm to my back-to-back here recently, a few days ago, just back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. Until, if you're not careful, it'll have you afraid to go out. It's the mind of the people. The enemy has snatched many minds, and people think it's really them. They really think, it's me, I'm, I'm thinking like this, I like this, I do that. No, the devil done took your mind, and you have no clue. So we're going to begin to pray for the minds of the people, pray for minds of parents, pray that people would be more responsible if they're not married, because you're bringing children in here and only one parent. God designed this thing for a mom and a dad to raise children. Yeah. Yep, mass shooting last night in Memphis. So it's just one thing after another, but like I say, intercessors, let's begin to pray for the mind of the people. That God would restore their mind. Yeah. Even if they never heard of the truth of what was right before, there's a way God can bless these people to have a sound mind. When I look at Cornelius in the Bible, anybody remember Cornelius? He gave much alms to the poor. He was a good-hearted man, but that wasn't enough because any minute he could have turned evil. So God had him to send down to Joppa to get Peter. And God showed Peter a vision about food, unclean things they used to call it. But he told Peter, what I made, don't call it unclean. These men coming for you, go with them. And he come on back to Cornelius' house and witnessed, and, they re- and Cornelius called his family and his friends over, and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, they did. So now, Cornelius had to keep him. He had what would keep him from ever going to evil. He would continue to get, he'd come up like a memorial before God. So now I know God can fix the minds and the hearts of people. 
they may not decide to come to him just yet because only he can draw man. And if he don't draw, they can't come. And I'm telling you, in this world today, in the world, you need a God that can protect you. You need a God that once you die, that's just not the end of it. There's more. And good and great he has set aside for you. But people won't believe that because they're so commonly used to believing negative, negative, negative. It's quicker for people to believe negative about you than it is for them to believe positive. So we praying for the mind of the American people. Well, let's pray for the mind of the people of the world, everybody's mind, that God would restore the right spirit within them. Because I don't believe God gave them evil spirits. I believe it was a choice. They decided to leave God. They decided not to believe what his words say. They decided not to investigate his word. They decided not to receive him. And some believe they're just not going to believe enough. That would cause them to get in his word and allow his word to get into them. Yeah. Mass shooting last night in Memphis. That's Tennessee. My goodness. Listen, I want to uh, share this clip. I saw it on TikTok, and then uh, Brother Lewis sent me a copy of it uh, through YouTube. And I wanted to play this because they said that the president, Mr. Biden, uh, did a speech, and he said some very uh, negative and derogatory things against um the people that they had that come from other countries who has become Americans now. You know, they stayed long enough, they worked hard, they was truthful, they did what they had to do, and they became American citizens. So this is an African man uh, who's now an American, and he speaks out about uh, what President Joe Biden said in a message. So I want to play this for you this morning. Hi, everyone. This message is for the President of the United States. So if you know someone close to him, please tag them so they can bring this to his attention. My name is Alma Ohenio Pari. I'm a person of faith, a husband of 16 years, and a father of four wonderful children. I am also an immigrant to the United States of America. I came here at the age of 19, full of hope, optimism, and the willingness to do what was necessary to achieve the American dream. After 18 years of waiting and hoping, I was finally granted the privilege of becoming an American citizen in 2021. Today, I am a proud American, a law-abiding patriot, and a man willing to defend the principles and values that made America great and brought people like me here. Mr. President, I am also a conservative Republican or what you have recently labeled a MAGA Republican. Over the last few days, you have looked into the camera and called me and millions of other people like me extremists. You have told me and my children that we don't matter to you because of our beliefs. Your spokespeople 
and the media have labeled as dangerous, full of hate and a threat to democracy. You went as far as to suggest that we would not stand a chance against the government's F-15s in defending our country from tyranny. Your party leaders have taken your cue and called us terrorists, and all this without taking any time to acknowledge our humanity, listen to our concerns, or seek to understand our fears. I was born in a country where my rights were not always guaranteed, and to hear the President of America and the leader of the free world dismiss more than 70 million of his own countrymen as fringe and extreme and not worth listening to breaks my heart and makes me wonder what I should tell my children about the future of this once great shining city on a hill. This is the reason many of us embrace the call to make America great again. It is because we believe our great nation is under a moral, fiscal, and spiritual assault. We are MAGA because we want to restore the promise in the hearts of our children that this is the place where their efforts will be rewarded and where their true potential can be realized. We are MAGA because we believe in freedom of speech, the freedom to exercise our religion. We believe in limited government and the rule of law. We are MAGA because we love the Constitution and believe our founders established a means for we the people to defend it from enemies both foreign and domestic. I am MAGA because I want to be able to look into the eyes of my four black children to assure them that they're not victims, that they hold inside them what it takes to achieve anything they set their hearts on. We believe our leaders should put America and its interests first before any other nation. We believe our government should not saddle our children and grandchildren with insurmountable debt, chasing after a misguided idea of controlling or changing the course of the climate. Millions of us were horrified to witness what happened on January 6th and believe that justice must be served. But we also see through the attempt to paint all Republicans with a false moniker of insurrectionists and to conflate the genuine misgivings of those who feel disaffected and disenfranchised with an unfounded accusation that we are somehow against democracy. We are MAGA because we love law enforcement, but doubt whether the Justice Department or the FBI can be trusted to deal fairly and impartially when they have given us clear and repeated evidence of their political bias against half of the country. As a new American, this November will be the first time I get to exercise my right to vote, a right I've waited nearly two decades to earn. I understand the urge during an election season to attack those you see as political opponents. But Mr. President, I am not your enemy and the tens of millions of MAGA Republicans are not filled with hate towards anyone. We love this country. We are heirs of the great legacy of freedom this country has afforded us and wish to exercise our right to be heard and not demonized. So I ask you, Mr. President, to tear down this wall of divisiveness and division that seeks to pit your fellow citizens against one another. Heed your own call for unity and lay off the rhetoric that seeks to demonize and defame millions of people who would give their lives and fortunes to defend these United States. 
If you believe in the redemption of America, then give my children a reason to hope, a reason to believe that our best days are ahead of us, in spite of the challenges we face as a country. Thank you for listening. Wow, what a message. I thought he explained himself very well, very well. And uh, wow, I might would be embarrassed if I had given that speech and this man come back with this message. Yeah, I would have been, woof, yeah. But listen, I wanted to also share this this morning with the kingship, with the presidents, leaders of countries and places. And um, when I think of leadership in this country, I think of the president, I think of all his parties with him, the cabinets, whatever you want to call it. I think of business owners. I think of business owners that are very successful, corporate America, all of these places is what I think of when I think of leadership, churches, pastors, bishops, apostles, because I believe apostles uh, in the church is ones that have the most power. They are closer in my book to God, you know, because they spend more time with him. They work with the bishop to open churches, the church of the true and living God, Jehovah, the church of Jesus, the son of God, because Christ is the head of the church and he gave his life for it. So they're following the ways of Jesus, not to see what Jesus is doing for others or what he did, but they're following him so that they can become like him and do the things that's acceptable and pleasing unto almighty God. So this is a part of what happened uh, with the children of Israel and all of these people, you know, out of kings. And so I'm looking um, in the book of 1 Kings chapter 12 and verse 16, and this is what it says. So when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel, now see of thine own house. David, so Israel departed into And that's the way it is today. In the initial beginning, I don't believe God wanted us to have a a king or president. I believe he wanted to lead the people and guide the people into the right places. He wanted to lead us by his name. Because following him, him and his name, he was leading you into a good place. But man could not be satisfied. No matter what God did, and today, no matter what he does today, people are still not satisfied. God said, go left. They was like, no, I'm not going left, because if I go left, I won't have what I want. Not what I need, but what I want. I remember in childhood, there were days when um, we ate biscuits syrup, and bacon. That that was it. There was no bacon, grits, and eggs. 
We ate chicken, syrup, and biscuits. Yeah. So there wasn't no fried chicken, sweet peas, rice, and gravy, but just biscuit, syrup, and fried chicken. There were days, you know, when we had these type meals, but we were full. We didn't have sweet tea or iced tea to wash it down with a Pepsi or Coke. No, we had water. And we were yet happy. I can remember when minimum wages, and you may think I'm joking, was a dollar and thirty-five cent. Anybody remember that? A dollar and sixty-five cent. Anybody remember that? You gotta be older. I remember when a loaf of bread was fifteen cents. The whole Marita loaf, fresh bread, baked, you know. I remember I could go to a store called Premier Meats. And it was a neighborhood grocery store. And when I went to the store, I could ask for five cents worth of bologna. Ten cents worth of spice ham. They don't make that anymore. And you got these things with a 15-cent loaf of bread, and you can make many sandwiches. So you, you could take a bologna sandwich Monday and Tuesday, and on Wednesday and Thursday, you took spice ham, and on Friday, you may have chicken. She kind of switched it up a little bit. But none of this basically costs over a dollar for a whole week worth of lunch. In the summer, we worked on the farmer's market. When my dad was off doing vacation, if we wasn't going to Georgia or anywhere, he worked on the farmer's market. My mom worked there. My brother and I, we worked there. My sister, she stayed home. My oldest brother was living in New York, well, in New Jersey. He went to school in New Jersey because they felt going north, he would get a better education. But these wasn't the times like it is now. And there were no cell phones and uh, Instagram and Facebook and tablets and all of this, laptop. It wasn't all of this stuff, electronics, Internet. But those were, for me, some of the best times. It was during the time earlier as a child when I, I know I had to be three, four, five like that. A handshake was a contract between two people mainly two men, because mostly moms, you know, stayed at home and the dads worked. And then in some homes, both parents worked because they had more children or they desired to have more. But people had pride about themselves. They had human morals and human decency. It wasn't none of this so much, it's my thing, I do what I want to do. And you can't tell me who to sock it to. No, it, it wasn't like that. It wasn't that I decided to just go outside and be a fool, look like a fool, act like a fool, because I'm really a fool. It, it, it wasn't like that. And we show everybody what fools we are. These were even days when uh, women wore what they call slips under the dress. Nothing see-through. Anybody was wearing, any woman was wearing see-through stuff, short stuff, uh, more body revealing stuff. 
they were considered whores. They was considered prostitutes. Because what was said, you're trying to entice men. But ladies, on the other hand, back then, ladies carried themselves in a certain respectful way. And in the black community where I come from, every day people were thoroughly dressed, fully dressed. I can remember my dad on his off days, he wore what we call overalls. And when he wore his overalls or overalls, he had a white shirt up on it most times and a tie and his work boots on. Now, this was his day off because at any given minute, he had to do some work and he was prepared for it. That was just a dress code. You would see people walking in downtown Jacksonville, the ladies, with nice dresses on, nice shoes, many of them wore stockings. I don't remember a lot of pantyhose being back then until I got in my teens. But they wore the stockings that you put the, the band around them, the garter. You had a garter and you put that around the stockings to hold them up. And they had a nice pair of shoes. And they, mainly most women wore a hat. You didn't see a lot of tattoos on people unless they were in the military. Some, if they had been to prison. This this distinguished prison and military from civilians. And the, you know, so if you had tattoos, you had been overseas uh, in the military or you had been in prison. But today, everybody wearing them, it became a fad, it became a trend. And, and see, the enemy has sexed the minds of the people. Some things are private, should be private to you. I shouldn't wear on my arm, my chest, my neck, my leg, what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I shouldn't let the world know about my private thoughts. They are private, they belong to me. So it's been said that when people have all this going on, there are some mental health issues going on. Now, people get upset about this. I was told and read that when they have piercings, somewhere in there, they have been disturbed, whether it was uh, sexual molestation or rape or something happened to them. And they, in some form or another, they like pain. So it puts a, a stigma. And some folks never went through nothing and parents protected them and everything. But because it's the trend, they wear it. And then people looking at them saying, oh, poor baby, they've been through trauma. You got children that have really gone through trauma. And as adults, they destroy other people because of what they've gone through. And it was so traumatizing. Some have forgotten what they've gone through. Yeah, I had a person that tell me yesterday, I know I, somebody touched me as a child. I know I was sexually abused as a child because when I look at my behavior, I know it's off and it's due to sexual trauma. The problem with it is, they told me, they don't know who did it. 
And this was the last thing they said to me about it. And I hope I never find out. So that told me if they ever find out who did this to them, there's a possibility that they may kill the person or try to kill them. But they just can't remember because the trauma caused them as a child to bury it so deep. Yeah. So we got to pray again this morning, I say, for the minds of the people all over the world. At first I was thinking of America, but no, everybody needs prayer. And the minds of the people need prayer. And this what happened. We came off the walls. We didn't stay on the walls until our labor is through. We yet got to stay on the wall. You're going to get tired sometimes. Sometimes you got to tell the same people the same thing over again. Sometimes you got to show people, hey, look, I know that's your lifestyle, but I'm not a part of that. That's not me. I, I don't mind being your friend, a good friend to you. But I'm not a part of that lifestyle. And can you not bring that to me? Can you not show me that in you? It will make our friendship go better. I've had people that tell me, but this is who I am. Well, in my mind, my mind works different. How can two walk together except they agree? How do you want to walk with me and you don't agree with me and I don't agree with you? You go your way, I'm going my way. And if we pass each other, we can speak. But keep it going. I, I really can't be a close friend to you. You can't be a close friend to me because often we're going to become at odds with each other. Some days I have to bury things, you know, to let them get by. Because they can't see. They're blind. Only if the Spirit of God is truly living in you and you are allowing the Spirit of God to lead and guide you, you are blind. Yeah, you can't see. And you think everybody is like you. You've often heard me say the old timers that come here, people treat you the way that they are. Because they think what's in them is in you, but that's not true. <laughs> yeah, we're not the same. So, as MC Hammer said again this morning, we got to pray to make it today. Oh my goodness, I've never seen so many messed up people in my life. When you're not truly following the word of God and you're not obedient to his word, and you're seeking God more to be the way that he designed you to be, you're blind, you're messed up. I'm just telling you the truth. Only in God can you be sound-minded. Only in God can you be what they call a sane person. You're going to think right. Because God gave us not the spirit of fear. He gave us power. He gave us love. And he gave us a sound mind. For many days, people in the world don't operate like that. And some in the church but they're not spirit-filled, so they're not operating with power, love, and a sound mind. How they're operating with their own mind, what they think it should be, what they feel, what they want. And that's a big problem, what people want, because it's not always good. 
if you look at America, Americans, if you, well, look at the world, uh, uh, world, all countries, people from every country. If you look at it, what they want does not please God. The scripture says the way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Because you have a lot of people, they think what they want is right, but what they want, it, it won't help nobody. It won't even help them. It'll destroy. I read an article that said one president's son said, my dad will do anything I tell him to do, and I believe that. And the reason I believe that is because of this. The way that things going in the school system, what's being taught to children, what they're allowing children to do, only another child thinks like that. A true adult does not think like that. So some child told the parents, this is the way the children think. This is what the children want to know. This is what the children want. And they said, okay, yeah, well, I got the power to put this in place and make it law, so this is what I will do. A real adult with a sound mind know what will mess up a child. You can't show children rape pictures and, 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 and rape videos and all this stuff. You, you can't teach children about sex at a too early age. Now, you can teach your children if anybody touch you inappropriate. I'm all for that. But teaching children sex education at a too early age, I don't think it should be. You're interrupting the child's life. Children ought to grow up. And, and, and where I come from in my household, we really didn't know about bills. Our parents didn't discuss where the light bill do, where the rent do. They didn't discuss, they did not discuss that with us. Well, we don't have food. We don't know where our next meal coming from. As children, they didn't bring that to us. We didn't even know. I, I know many in America, older people, remember the government subsidized food, I call it. The cheese and the butter and the canned meat. Anybody remember that? The rice and the applesauce and the uh, plain flour. They gave it out. And a lot of stuff they gave came in bags and cans. And we, we got that. I think it was once a month or every two weeks we had to go to this place and stand in a line and according to your house size, uh, they gave you this food. Well, we didn't know it came from the government. We thought it was, um, we thought some friend of our parents gave us this stuff. And it just looked different. And the way she prepared it, my mom, we didn't, we didn't not like it. We loved it. Yeah. Okay, you distributed the food over at Sally's, okay? Yeah, we didn't we didn't know about a lot of things. And it caused us to be able to focus on children's stuff. I played outside. I played in the mud. I could walk bare feet. Yeah, and, and my parents wasn't trying to turn me into 
a modern-day woman. Now, they wanted me to finish school, and they wanted me to go to college. And I'm so glad I didn't in my younger days. I would have been so messed up now. But they wanted us to have a good childhood. They wanted us to run and play, pick berries, eat sour grass. All of this was out in an open field somewhere. Nothing washed. We put plums off the tree and just ate them, didn't wash them. Peaches, we just pull it off, the, a pear, just pull it off the tree and eat it and run on <laughs> and play. We had other children in the community we played with, but my parents were protective, so they had to know the parents of the children that we were allowed to associate with. Yeah, but they've lost all of this today. In and everything can go. Whatever you feel, whatever you want, just do it. You don't have to be respectful to nobody. If they don't like it, so what? Do it anyway. It's how you feel. What kind of world is this? We're getting to see what kind of world it is. Good morning, Apostle. God bless you. We're getting to see what kind of world we're living in. I look out some days, and what I see, I'm thinking people don't want to be human. They want to be animals. They want to be Aliens, they want to be something else from another world. They don't want to be from the world that God has blessed them to be in. They don't want God. This is why everything is messed up. Look, he gave us 66 books that would bless us to live a good life. He so loved us, he sent his only begotten son that we could live in peace. We could have an abundant life. But nobody wants it because they have to get it in a way they don't want it. And if you get it, you have to do things to keep it. No, Many don't want it like that. They want it like they want it. And if they can't have it their way, then they don't want it. Many got, want it so that it's, uh, uh, it makes sense to them. That's why they buy so many books and this and that because they're trying to learn. They're trying to find it. It's only in Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're going to find abundant life. You're going to find peace, joy, happiness in Jesus. He's our mediator. We tell him he carried to the Father. But many don't want it like that. It's my thing. I want to do what I want to do. And even in churches today, they're trying to incorporate God, bring the world in the church. And after they get the world in the church, then they want to bring God. But now you got to bring the world to God that's already in the church. The other way, it won't work. You can't bring the world and then think God going to come in and fix it. No. You let God be in his house, and then you bring those from the world in the house of God and let God change them. And many people, they don't like the truth. They don't like a good message because it disturbs them. If the word of God don't disturb you, if the word of God don't make you get on the right track, something wrong with the message. 
When the word comes forth, it's supposed to make you check yourself. Yeah, you're supposed to feel some type of way. Because if you're not lined up with that word, it's supposed to disturb you enough that you want to go get lined up. And yes, sometimes fear comes. Sadness comes. You're asking for forgiveness because you realize when that word came, when the message came, you didn't find yourself in the message. You found yourself outside the message of God. This is what God wants, not what you want. And you know you should give him what he wants. He wakes you up every morning. Men are closed in their right mind. They know enough to go to work. They know enough not to break the law. They know enough not to kill people. They know enough not to just be out acting and looking and, 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 and becoming a fool. Some don't know. But many does. And leadership makes it no better in many cases. So many have lost their minds. And it's sad. It's also sad. And you try and you talk to them, they can't hear it. Not only are they blind, but they're deaf too. And again this morning, unless draw you, you can't come. And unless he teach you how to open your spiritual ears, you can't hear him. And that's the problem. You got the deaf and the blind and the deaf can't hear God. They can't get instructions because they can't hear. So whatever I'm saying is from God, they're refusing it. Deaf. When they see the move of God, they blind. They don't even know it's God. I can remember talking to Shante about it. And I said, Shante, someday I, 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 when, when we talk now and we're getting deep now, I say, I need you to be careful because you think it's me and I don't have time to tell you the Lord said. You think it's me and he's speaking. And she told me something. She said, I called you. This was on Tuesday. <laughs> I was there yesterday. Yeah. Tuesday. She said, I call you to ask you about should I pay tithes and offering from this right here? And uh, you told me, well, you didn't earn it. You didn't work for it. And so it's not required to pay. But if you desire to pay tithes and offering, God will receive that and you will be blessed. So when she called me back yesterday, she said, you know, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to me that I should pay tithes and offering from this for this money, and then I'm going to call you. So I repented. Because if God showed it to me, I should do it. Because it's just going to bless his house. Yeah. But see, when you don't have a love in your heart for God, when you don't respect him, you can do any and every old thing. You can do any old thing. You can play in his face, you think. You can play in his house. You can use his word to, to be witty and foolish and funny. You, you can do all of that because you have no respect for him nor his word. You don't have love for him or his word. You're not considering him. You consider your feelings. How do I feel about this? What I want to do. But we must consider God in all things. I said all things. We must 
considered God. Because if not, we're doing it our way. And again, this morning, there's a way that seemed right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. So we back at this. They left David. Y'all go to your tents, Israel. Everybody go home. We're not listening to Dave, King David no more. We don't want anything else to do with him because they was not getting what they wanted. The country's divine, they say. Somebody didn't get what they want. And when it's like that, somebody's wrong. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong. What has worked for years and years and years, all of a sudden now you're telling me that won't work no more. We need to do it this way. This is the better way for people. Hard work helped this country. Let me tell you something. And I'm talking about myself. But I, 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 I'm retired now. Back in the day you went to work. And before I was born, a lot of people worked on farms. They did some kind of work every day, physical labor. The only people you saw that was overweight was mothers and who made the home better and was married and, you know, had children and they had to cook and they did a little bit in the garden and they worked in the field a little bit, but they always had work. When I listened to the song that Carlton Pearson sang and he talks about the people uh, coming out the field and washing their face and thing, and they put a little bit of bacon oil, grease or something on their face and eat a little bowl of beans, and then they run on down to the house of prayer. They had worked that day. And that evening they went to church. Because many back then, if they did not work, they could not eat. They didn't have nothing. A lot of people didn't have their own farms, their own land. So they worked for somebody else. There were people who shared things. They called them sharecroppers. If you help me with this crop, I'll give you so much of the crop, and then I'll give you so much of the money. But less of the money and more of the crop in most cases. Because the one who planted, who had the money to buy the seed, to plant the crop, they needed the most money because they had a family and then they had to come back and plant for the next year. So these people work. And you didn't see as many obese people. You didn't hear a lot of blood sugar. You didn't hear that come later on because people didn't lose weight. They didn't work at all. I can remember going to Georgia with my dad and he showed us where he was raised, not where he was born. He was born in Albany. But he was raised up in a place called Doran, Georgia. And he took us to show us this huge white house. They had made it almost into a storage house where they store hay and all of that. But he explained where every room was and where the dining room and the bedrooms and the kitchen and the living room was and that type thing. Across the street from the house, well, I should say in front of the house, 
there was a huge pond, a huge pond. He said when he was a boy, he used to fish in that pond and catch fish, brims and all. I said, what? He said, yeah, it was fresh water. Wasn't any salt in that. Then he took me down uh, from there ways. And he said, you see all that out there? I said, yeah. He said, on one side was peach archers, and on the other side was plum archers. And we worked in the peaches, and we worked in the plums. And the parents, they was they worked out there with the children, all the children. My aunt, we all got to stay home to cook and, you know, keep the house clean and floor scrubbed up and that kind of thing. But everybody else had to hit the field. That's how they made money to eat. He showed me another little building, and he said that was a smokehouse. He said all year long there was a hole in the floor like and wood burning down in there, and you could see the smoke come up, and he said it was meat that hang up in the raft of the smokehouse. He said, and then on another part, they would have it where the meat that they were using, like bacon and all of that, it kept it without refrigeration. He said, and my aunt would go out and slice up so much bacon every morning, and they had links of sausage they made themselves. And she would just reach and get a, a whole thing, row of sausage and bring it in. He said, on the other side, there was a ham, and they was cutting on it. And every morning, they was, you know, she would go out and cut that ham or cut it the night before. And he said, they didn't have a refrigerator to keep milk, so they went out to milk the cow. He said, but it was a lot of them, and the table was set every morning. And they had, like, ham and bacon and uh, sausage and jellies and all of this stuff. But they worked to get it. And the women did it. The women preserved uh, what they call canned food in jars. So they worked to do all of this. You didn't go out to the store. They didn't have money to go to the store and shop, you know, in, in the grocery store. Basically, they ground their own meal. They did their own flour. They made their own cane syrup. All of this was natural from the ground. Yeah. But then things started progressing. People wanted things easier. And we back to that word, wanted. Everybody started wanting not to work as hard. So now here come the problem. Yeah, here come the problem. Folks begin to overeat. Food stamps came. And people begin to overeat. Now we have high, high blood pressure everywhere. Diabetes everywhere. All kind of stuff that come from food because they take, took out the food, what should be in the food so they could preserve it longer. So we're not really getting what's supposed to be in the food so that we can store food longer. In our own kitchen. Yeah. So look, in about five minutes, uh, Diamond and Silk should be coming in. So I'm going to go to this one song. 
and hopefully when we get back, they will be in.
in the power of the blood. The power of the blood. Jobs. 
And then we thought, well, you know, why would the government outsource our jobs to another country, leave us rotten, dirty, without jobs? Why would they do that? That's not right. So that sounds good, what he was saying. And then he said, I'm going to bring back spirit. The one thing that we know, if you ever want to know what's going on with the body of people, check the head. So if the head is successful, prosperous, a billionaire, that's going to trickle down to the body of people. Mm -hmm. And if you can remember when President Trump was in office, people started prospering. Uh, People started uh, 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 coming Uh up. People started opening up new businesses. Things started happening. Okay? See, because if you check the head, it trickled down to the body of people. Uh, Go ahead, Phil. Another thing, he said he was going to secure the border. You know, he started talking about illegal aliens. But at the time, I didn't understand what that was. I didn't know what that was. But it began to make sense whenever I saw especially my black brothers and sisters standing out, losing their vehicles, losing their homes, because at the time I called them Mexicans, okay, because I was unlearned. I was uneducated. I was dumbfounded, and I didn't know what it was. But when I saw them come into these different plants, these different uh, manufacturing companies, and replace Americans, uh, and uh, and I'm like, okay, well, how do they expect Americans to work if they're bringing these these foreigners in from other countries and putting them in Americans' jobs? It didn't make sense to me then. But when President at the time Donald Trump started talking about it and explaining it, I said, oh, that's what's going on. These are illegal aliens that they're paying. I felt, you know, or, or the way that it was explained to me, uh, lower uh, wages. And it's pushing out the American uh, citizens, and it's causing people to lose their uh, assets, like their cars, their vehicles, their uh, homes, and so forth. So it made sense to me, and it sounded like to me at the time Donald Trump had the solution to the problem that had been plaguing our country. And that's why the Trump train for, for Diamond and Silk, we was like, oh, no, we it's, it's time to stop voting for the party and start voting for the person. Just so happened he happened to be a Republican, and that's why we we was on board. It was time to do something for our country, for our people. You know, it, it just didn't make sense. How is it that we've had this country, we've had bureaucrats in office for all of these years, and the hood still looked like the hood? It just didn't make sense to us. We wanted some a come up on the up and up, and it wasn't until we got up off of our backsides and said it's time for us to do something as a people. And that's where Diamond and Silk was like, oh, no, uh-uh, we have to support this man. Forget about the party. The party ain't did nothing for us. It's about who has the solution to mm-hmm. the problem that's been plaguing we the American people, our country, our communities, that's what it was about for Diamond and Silk. Okay. But now, you said something real important there, uh, ignorant and unlearned. Uh, because mm-hmm. before that, when he first began to say he was going to, you know, run for president, I was a bit ignorant and I was quite a bit unlearned. 
And mm-hmm. I have a friend, we call her Sister Linda in New York, and she tried to tell me, and she tried to show me. I could not see it at the time. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, and I began to look at a few things, then I began to see some things. And then I began to see lies, and um, you don't like the truth, and I begin to see you're doing all of this to this person because this is not what you want. You know, you don't want the truth. You don't want what's right. You just want the country to go down. So, you know, it kind of sparked some things in me. But the next, mm-hmm. because you answered this question with that first question, you asked the second question, which was what made you both decide to support Mr. Trump? Now, you answered that. The next one is what was it like? to be persecuted for your support to Mr. Trump. What was that like? Mm. Well, I don't I don't know if I want to look at that as persecution. You know, the more they hate, the more we continue to educate. The one thing that we knew is that we could no longer vote for a system that kept handing us crumbs. We couldn't do that. And to piggyback off of what you said about ignorant and unlearned, ignorant is just unlearned people don't know and you have to understand when it comes to our culture when it comes to the black community we've been indoctrinated to only vote one way to see it one way to not ask questions to not challenge uh the system to not uh, speak uh against the democrat party but just because you're black it didn't mean you had to vote Democrat. And what we did was got off of what we call that Democrat plantation. So I don't even look at it as persecution. I look at it as people opening up their um, eyes. You know, mm-hmm. let me tell you something. When you, as a black person or any person, start doing things different from the status quo, you're going to get a lot of people calling your names and calling you out your name because you ain't supposed to do it like that. That's not how we supposed to. we supposed to go along with this, even though this is abusing us, hurting us, lying to us, ain't going to do nothing for us. we still supposed to go along with that. But what we were telling people, open up your eyes. Aren't you tired of voting for the same system that keeps handing you crumbs? Aren't you tired of these people lying to you? Democrats have had power for two years. Name me one thing that they did for America, for black America, for the hood. They've done nothing. These people are all talk, no action. All of them done went and went missing in action. You see what I'm saying? This is what we want the people to see. This is We want people to open up your, their eyes. So I won't even take it as a persecution. I'll just take it as, you know, you people being unlearned. This yeah. is they not used to. They not used to black women. Like, hey, look at this here. And going against uh, what we've been taught or indoctrinated since the 1920s. Yeah, and see, when you get used to being confined in the mind of thinking the same way, and you see something different, you begin to feel a little uneasy. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? See, that's called being unru- uprooted. When you start to be uprooted from the foundation of of this indoctrination of thinking that it has to be this one specific way, because Master said it has to be, because the government said it has to be, and you find yourself going alone just to get alone, but ain't nothing happening for you. 
and you see something different, like, okay, wait, that don't look right. That don't look right. So what you begin to do is do what the they 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 have indoctrinated you to do, which is like a bucket of crabs. Tear down, tear down, pull down, pull down, because that's what when you're confined in the mind, that's what you only know to do. That's what you only know to see to do. That's what you see your other brothers and sisters doing. So you you pile on and you begin to do it. But then what happens is one day you have what's called a great awakening. And when you awaken to the super of being stuck and look around and say, wait a minute, my mama was here. My mama mama was here. Nothing has never changed. And then you begin to think outside of what I call the black box. You see something different, and then that's when that persecution turned into apology. You know, mm-hmm. Diamond and Silk, I apologize. I was one of the ones that called you a coon or Uncle Tom or your Mama. I was one of the ones that did that to you, but I realized you ladies was right. And then come to find out the Republican Party, a lot of black people don't even know this, that the Republican Party was started by a group of black men in opposition to the Democrat Party back in the day. A lot of people don't even know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I tell you, I've um, been satisfied with some things by uh, the Republican Party, and I'm not necessarily saying I'm Republican or Democrat because people want to hear that, but that's not what I'm saying. But I look at a lot of things. Can, can I elaborate like, on that, ma'am? Wait, can I please again? elaborate on that? Yes, can I elaborate yes. on that when you talk about that real quick? You yes. know, when you talk about Democrat and Republican, as far as I'm concerned, they're one dirty bird with two corrupt wings. Allow me to explain is that we've had Democrats and Republicans in government position for all of these years, and neither party has really done nothing for we, the American people, Okay. okay. As it pertains okay. to putting Americans first. Mm-hmm. But when Donald Trump came down the escalator and said what he wanted to do for America and Americans, he happened to be a Republican. And he is the only reason why I had to change my party from Democrat to Republican so I can vote for him. Because the way the electoral and the election, the election system is set up in some states, you have to be whatever that candidate is, candidate is in order to vote for them in the primary. And that's why we started what's called the Ditch and Switch program or movement instead of program movement to let other people know to switch your parties from Democrat to Republican so you can vote for, at the time, candidate Donald J. Trump. That's the only reason. Lord knows I am no way no Republican because of no Mitch McConnell, not because of these rhinos, these rhino Republicans, and I call them rhino rats. I am no way no Republican because of that. I, at heart, if you look at it, we are conservatives in our thinking, in our, in our upbringing. We are conservatives. So you could call me a Trump Republican or a MAGA Republican because I voted for President Donald at the time, Donald J. Trump, because of what he wanted to do for the country. It was not because 
of a Republican. If you look at the Republicans before Donald J. Trump, they was even scared to even come into the hood or to the black communities or even talk to black people. It was Donald J. Trump that said, hold up, let me go here and talk to my brothers and sisters. Let me ask them, what, what have they done for you all? And you remember, wait a minute, but you remember what he said, too. He mm-hmm. said, I will be the best president for African-Americans. I've never, listen to me, I've never heard another candidate say that. Obama didn't say that when he was running. George Bush didn't say that when he was running. I've Mm -hmm. never heard of Clinton didn't say that when he was running. They said, they said Clinton was the first black president. But Clinton never said I'd be the best president for African America. But it was one man that said it, Mm -hmm. and that was Donald J. Trump. And another thing. Everything that he said he was going to do, he went right up there and he did it. The things that he did for black America that the media would not let black America know about, giving more money to BCUs than any other president in history. Uh, Including the black president. uh, That's right. Opportunity Mm -hmm. zones, the first step act, giving people a second chance. He's Mm -hmm. done a lot. For the African-American black community, he's done a whole lot. And so when we look at the two, when we look at President Trump Mm -hmm. and Jim Crow Joe Biden, because I don't reverence him as a president. I look at him as a resident. I look at the government as a regime. Anytime Mm -hmm. you get in front of the nation and you demonize a group of people and you call them extremists, when we were born as Americans on this soil, we didn't come over here on no boat. We didn't cross no border. Our ancestors, did. we were born on this soil, and you want to deem me as an extremist because I love American first policies and I want to be put first. That tells you everything you need to know about this regime. That's the extremist. That's right. Not us. Can- that want to be put first. Go ahead, Phil. And one more quick thing to piggyback on what Diamond just said. We are a republic governed by constitutional laws. Mm -hmm. Stop letting them lip feed you all this stuff about democracy. We are democracy. You're tearing down our democracy. That's a dictatorship. Right. We're not a democracy. Right now, he looks like a dictator trying to dictate to you to tell you you got to put this poison in your arm in order to eat. But but okay. but but but, but, but so people may not know what a democracy is, okay. and let me explain it. A democracy is when the mob, to me, rule. Mm-hmm. So that means right. if we were truly a democracy, that means California, states like New York, these mm-hmm. the, the, a few states will always decide our elections. Mm-hmm. That's what that means, okay? That's not what we have. We are a constitutional republic. republic. We have constitutional laws that we go by. And if you look at what this regime is doing, they are breaking the law. Now, I know people got hoodwink. I know they've gotten bamboozled and suckered into, oh, Biden is Biden that. Biden ain't done nothing for the country. Biden ain't done nothing for you. Biden don't even care about America. Anytime you okay with the borders being open, gas being high, food costs being high, and you sending billions of dollars 
overseas to another country, and we have a military here, and you telling us you're going to cut their pay because of finances, but you sending billions of dollars to another country, who's the extremist? That mm-hmm. tells you everything you need to know. So it's time for America, whether you black or white, to wake up and see exactly what's going on. I'm not telling people to vote for a party. I'm telling you to vote for the person that's going to put you, your life, and your livelihood, and your health first. That's right. Okay. Okay. So, look, I'm going to move right on. I'm going to the next question, because I think you answered a lot of things that people uh, wanted to know. So I'm going to move to the next question, which okay, this okay. person is, is asking um, asking you both, uh, that you got to meet with uh, President Trump, and what was that like? Oh, it was phenomenal. <laughs> the one thing I know and I love about President Trump is he for the people, and he just love people, and mm-hmm. he love America. That's what I love about Trump, when you look at his rallies, he have so many people there, thousands upon thousands of people. There is a reason for that. Mm-hmm. He, he got people that support him that he know and people that support him that he don't know. So mm-hmm. when we met President Trump, it was a phenomenal experience. And I can honestly tell you I'm so humbled by it that I truly value and reverence him as a, uh, as a friend. As yes. the president of these, the 45th president of these United States, and it feels so good to know the most powerful man in the world. Okay, let me and, and let me just piggyback again. You know, President Trump. I don't know if a lot of people realize this, but he's tall in statue, and and I, this is silk speaking. I'm I'm sure. And one thing he did when we first met, as we were standing there, he kneel not kneeled down, but bent down to hear what we had to say. He took his ear and he listened to what we had to say. And he took it in. I didn't care that the cameras was around. He didn't, excuse me, he didn't care that the cameras was around. He didn't care that other people were standing in line to take their pictures or photos or whatever was going on. He tuned everybody and he stood there with his hands on my shoulders, on, on Diamond's shoulders, and he bent down to talk to us. He listened to us, and, 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 and he paid attention, no matter how long it took. And then it was like we had a conversation, you all. And when he listened to us and paid attention, he didn't shrug us off. He didn't push us off. They didn't push us through the line. He would not allow none of that. He, it's like everything stopped whenever he had the conversation with us. So, and then I look at, and if you look at, look at the, the way he did it with America. He didn't care what the opposition was saying. He stopped and he listened and look at who he had around him. Average folk is who he wanted around him. People that he can relate to. Not mm-hmm. all of these, uh, uh, I guess you would call them high scholars to the point like like Obama had, you know, he just had, Obama had Hollywood. President Trump had the people. And if I could yeah. just circle back on one thing, just circle back on, on one thing that Biden did do uh, for the black community 
is allow, use America tax dollars to allow crap pipes into the black community. That's what he did, allow what you call smoke kits. Smoking kits with crack pipes in them is what he allowed into the black community. A lot of people don't even know that today. But President Trump, he wanted to give $500 billion to the black community is what he wanted to give to the black community. Uh, uh, uh. And, and, and so people have to educate themselves. Instead of looking on the outside, let's go in and look at and see what have one man done for we the American people versus two years of misery that a lot of people are having and, and don't really understand or not used to this. It's something different. Acknowledge whenever you're, you, you're, you're, you don't get it, you don't understand, you don't know. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging that. And look around. Let's compare the two. We have apples and we have oranges here. Let's compare the two. You got President Trump. How were you doing? And you got Jim Crow. Wait a minute, still. Wait a minute, still. <laughs> Jim Crow Joe ain't no apple or no orange. He ain't. Even, I won't even compare him as a prune. He's a. This is a mess. But go ahead. He's a demon. He's a devil from the pits of hell. He's a diabolical imbecile. Our country is not the country that we know. And I don't want people to walk around thinking that this is normal because ain't none of this normal, y'all. Ain't none of this normal. People People just uprooting your livelihood. And this is the sad thing. They're using black people, black faces, to push an agenda. To push this agenda when it comes to pedophilia, grooming our children, Come they're on. using black people to do it, and black people don't even realize, realize. how they've been used. Mm-hmm. But listen, we don't go along with this. We were raised in the church. A lot mm-hmm. of things we didn't go along with, we wasn't raised like that. But That's look right. at the faces that they're to push discrimination. They're using black faces. Yeah, and we were the black community in the Bible. Thou shall not kill. We was not raised to kill our babies. And just look at uh, when Roe versus Wade was overturned. The first set of faces I saw was Maxine Waters and a lot of the black caucus coming out wanting people to have a right to kill. They're a baby. Mm. Now, let me just, oh, I know you guys probably have to go, but real quick. If a no, no, black no. man take and kill his, his black baby, that black man is going to go to prison. But you're going to let an abortion man, I'm going to say abortion man because you may be a white man or a black man, I don't know who the abortionist is, kill your baby, your black baby. He's going to get paid for it and go go live somewhere in Beverly Hills. Now, how that sound? Mm. We was not raised like that. And when mm-hmm. I saw all of these black faces come out like, oh, no, a woman's right, a woman's right to, to, to what, kill their babies? And then you wonder why we the, they call us the minority, which means less than. That's why you can't be part of the majority if you're killing off your offspring. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't be part of the majority killing off what makes you the majority, which is your babies. And then to have these black faces, these old black faces that done, raised, done had their babies, done raised their babies, don't want to allow and afford you as a black woman 
as a black man, as a black family, to have a family? Ow, there's a problem with that. And that's that's what they call these Democrats. If I was a Democrat right now, I'd be running to the nearest election board to change my party. I wouldn't want to be associated with a Democrat that has that particular type of mindset. Mm-hmm. Now, the next thing is this. Uh, someone um, was asking is that even if Mr. Trump could have had eight years, he still wouldn't have been able to completely fix what had been done prior to him. Because what they're saying, well, he, walked, he walked into a huge mess. Go ahead. Okay, yes. He, he, he may have walked into a huge mess. And everything that's messy around here, this is what people have done. But what I have to really commend President Trump for is the fact that he did what he said he was going to do. Now, anybody with the mindset to think he needs to fix it and fix it all in one day, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't, didn't, do, didn't build a world in one day. Mm-hmm. So things is going to take time. And another thing, let me just say this here. You know, I hear my black brothers and sisters, they talk about reparations. They talk about well, what you're going to do for our community. Let me tell you something. Let's start with the community. You know, it's going to be difficult or it's difficult for white people to come in and clean up a community that you won't get off your behind to clean up. Ooh. We are expecting for white people to come in, come clean up the community, but you won't even get up and cut your grass mm. And pick the paper up, but you're looking for them to do something. That's why white people look at us like we bow crazy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You say, I want some reparations. Mm-hmm. Give me a check. Why would the white man give you a check for what our ancestors did? For you to take it to Walmart and go buy a flat screen TV, and then mm. you broke at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Why don't you, instead of asking for a reparation, a little check? Why don't mm-hmm. you ask for the blueprint so that mm-hmm. you can obtain generational wealth? I'm looking mm-hmm. at the mindset of black mm-hmm. America, and I can't go along with the foolery. Mm-hmm. You always want the government to give you some crumbs. Give me a little check. Come clean up the community. Oh, I don't like that they regentrified the community. Well, that was your grandma's house. You didn't think to put a roof on it. You didn't think mm-hmm. to keep it up. You let it fall apart, and now they had to come in, take the house down, put another house up there so that they can build back up the community, and now you upset. I am tired of our community acting as if we don't know. Oh, well, we in the hood. Well, clean it up. That's right. It ain't for the white man to say, oh, well, let me go in there and clean it up. Clean up your area. Make sure your yards is cut. Pick the stuff up off the ground. Don't tell me that I need to go in and help the community. I don't went in and had everything painted, but your child done went up and done graffitied everything up because you ain't told him you don't write on the walls. You don't paint on the walls. So I think some of this, you know, we bear some responsibility. We can't put everything on the white man. We can't expect the white man to fix everything and we just sit back while, well, well, well help me. You got to get up sometime and help your own self. That's right. And, you know, President Trump, he might have walked into the mess, but he didn't create the mess. That's right. Whenever he left office, America was energy independent. We had more oil over here 
and uh, gas was at a dollar eighty-seven whenever he left office in twenty twenty-one. Jim Crow Joe Biden went in there on day one with a pen and a paper, did an executive order to stop our oil uh, efficiencies, to stop the pipelines, mm-hmm. to stop the Keystone pipelines from pumping oil into our country. Okay, he stopped that so that we can be where we're at today. He is the one that created a lot of this problem, these, this mess. A lot of people don't know that Joe Biden has been in government position for over 47, 48 years, and you can't name me one thing that he's done for the betterment of America or Americans. These old heads that's still rooted and grounded up there in government, has been in government position for decades, y'all, and this country looked like this, they are the one that created the mess. Now, when President Trump got into office for four years, he did everything that he could to, to undo the mess that they created. It, what, what, look, peace in the Middle East, no wars. President Trump did not create none of this mess that you see today. It is all of these old rickety things. I call them these, these deep state snakes, these rats that's clogging the pipes to the swamp. They are the ones that created this mess. This is the only man, President Donald J. Trump, is the only one that I saw to go in and, 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 and against adversity, against uh, uh, opposition, did everything he can to make America great to make America great again, and now it looks like he's going to have to make America great again, again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, one more I mean, well, not one more, but another question. Uh, <laughs> okay. Tell us your honest opinion today of him, and if you would change anything about him, what would you change? You talking about President Trump? Uh-huh. My opinion about President Trump is that he loves America, and he's going to do what he say he's going to do. And I wouldn't change nothing about him. I like his no-nonsense stance. I like his brassness. I loved his tweets. I love mm-hmm. that about him. That yeah. is what draws me to him. I was watching it on TV first, and I called Silk to let her know so she could turn on the TV and see him announce he was running for president. He's straightforward, and he's to the point. And I love it. So I wouldn't change nothing about President Donald J. Trump. And I second everything that Diamond said. Okay. All right. Because I was going to ask you, Phil. I was going to ask you now. Oh, no, no. That's what I love about him. He's straight to the point. And uh, he's not a, he, he's not afraid to go toe-to-toe against the status quo. He was, he's up in your face. You call him a racist, he's going to call you back a racist. That's mm. what we need. We don't need no, no imbecile, somebody that looked like they should be in a nursing home trying Ooh. to run this country. We don't Ooh. need that. Why are you trying to turn a White House into a rest home? That's Phil, what's going on. He's not yeah. running the country, girl. He's not running it. He's not running it. He ain't running it. He's sleeping on the country. He's sleeping on it. Yeah. <laughs> I say, not the rest home, not turn the White House into the... Yeah, the that's what he done does. Turn the, they, and look at Congress House. Don't turn the Congress House into an old folks' home. Look at all of those people still up there. Old by old as Medusa. And I ain't saying nothing about the elderly because I'm over 50. What I'm okay. talking about, when you know you can, you're not even coherent, 
You can't even read 5,000 pages of legislation that you don't put in place. You don't even know what's in the pieces of legislation, and you're messing up this country every single day. It's time for these people to go somewhere. Nancy Pelosi, it's time for them to go and take their old behind home somewhere and retire or rock their grandchildren. Leave we the American people alone. We are tired of the same old stankity, stankity, stank. Well, please forgive me for laughing. Please forgive me. Listen, <laughs> uh, there are some who said that um, the votes were stolen from Mr. Trump. It's true. And I'm, I'm thinking if this happened, why do you think that happened? Oh, let me tell you something, because President Trump probably won, if not every state, almost every state. Let me tell you something. Do you think that these Democrats, President Trump made these Democrats look bad because he did things for the American people that the Democrats should have done and didn't do. The Democrats didn't want that. The Democrats didn't want us to have four more years of success a secured border, no wars in the Middle East. They didn't want that type of success. They want to try to take credit for everything. So, yes, I do believe that there were cheating in the 2020 uh, election. Um, I do believe that a lot of nefarious things were happening. We saw things happen on national TV, even though these people want us to deny it. They don't want us to talk about it. But some things did happen, and more things are coming out about it. You cannot tell me that 81 million people voted for Joe Biden, and then he ain't got an approval rating for about 30-some percent. That don't sound right. Then he comes out and say more black people voted for him than any other president in history. You know it. I know it. God know it that that ain't nothing but a lie. Let me tell you something. People was not standing in line in droves to vote for no Jim Crow Joe Biden. That is a lie from the pits of hell. More black people. Wait, 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 Sil. More black people voted for Barack Hussein Obama because they led us to believe that was the first black president. Oh, it was going to be some history making. So whether people liked it, Obama or not, they, them black folks got in line and voted for him. People didn't do that for Jim Crow Joe Biden. All of it was a lie. So, yes, I do believe something happened in 2020. We're asking for transparency. We're questioning the election. We are questioning everything, especially when you see people uh, not allowing Republicans in to see the counts. When you have them closing up the windows, when you see people pulling out ballots, people our color, pulling out ballots from up underneath the table, running them through the tabulator, and they think we don't see what they're doing, we can't see what they're doing. When we saw all of the nefarious things that was going on, let me tell you something. Some of these people that did some things, you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay dearly for that because what you did was you committed treason. That's, That's right. what you did. You go pay dearly for that. So when you walk around, if you helped in this, 
when you walk around and you go to the grocery store and your pr- and your prices have tried triple, well, ain't this what you did? Look this at what you, you this this is this, look at what you done done. Uh, mm-hmm. When when you sit up and you can't put gas in your car, look at look at what you done done for being mm-hmm. nefarious for allowing somebody to talk you into doing foolishness. Now look, so mm-hmm. if you notice a lot of black folk especially the ones that participated in, 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 in the election in 2020, are very, very quiet today. Yeah, they're quieter than mice peeing on cotton. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how. Because, see, <laughs> they know what they did. They know what happened, all right? And when you got a man that has sit circles and can't even get three people to mm-hmm. fill the sit circles. Right. So I don't mean to cut get... you off, but I don't mean to cut you off. And it was not all black people. It was the ones that they can use. A few black people that they were used, but we saw we saw faces. We saw nefarious things. Thank you for the I clarity. I want to make sure I clear it. Yeah. Thank you for the clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we we saw a lot of different things that happened. A lot of people, uh, especially within our community, have to um, start educating yourself when it comes down to the elections, when it comes down to the state legislators, and when it comes down to the laws as it pertains to federal and state elections. One thing we do understand is that the state legislators are the ones that change the laws, update the laws, and so forth, and put measures in place for the election. Not the Secretary of State, not Stacey Abrams, not these backdoor deals that don't do that. And so when those nefarious things and fraudulent things happened and took place without the state legislation's approval, right there created fraud within the election. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of the people, the Democrats, don't want us to tell y'all that, and that's why they do everything they can to try to silence us and censor us because they don't want people to know the nefarious undercover backdoor things that can take place or have taken place to, to create what we got today, this regime. So to make sure that you educate yourself. Um, you know we're on frankspeech.com at Monday through Friday. Okay, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central, we're there educating people, telling people what they need to do, how they need to know what, what's going on, what's the undercover hidden agenda. When you're talking about paying off students' loans, what they really talking about? When they're talking about uh, uh, black people, there you go, being used again. You can get a house, but you don't have to put the down payment on it, okay? And, and you, you don't have to put the closing cost. You don't have to pay the closing cost. We're letting you know what's really going on and how you're being used and abused to push this liberal agenda. So you can go to frankspeech.com. You get to see Diamond and Silk every night, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. That's a shameless plug. Yeah. Now, I want to go back to this. I want to go back to this. The eight years, I want to go back to that. And I also want to use the words, make America great again. Mm-hmm. Now, when he said make America great again, now this, this is the honest truth for me. I knew he was talking about taking America back to the times when basically everything was American made. Everything, uh, it, it had human decency and human morals. Now, you look mm-hmm. for certain people to act a certain way. You know, the, this group of people over here in America, this just they way, and they always been fools or whatever. So, you know, they remained here, and I'll get to them when I can. 
But over here, where everybody else know what time it is, we want factories back. We want mm-hmm. American mm-hmm. cars. Uh, we want everybody to come together for the good of America. And it right. wasn't just about one person. Now, I knew that. And mm-hmm. I looked at some other things. I saw African-American people, black people, who had gone to dinner with him, who had been invited to his house to dinner long before mm-hmm. it was ever said that he was going to be a president. These right. people said that they were treated so well by him and that when mm-hmm. they talked to him, it was like talking to a next-door neighbor or yeah. a co-worker that you had worked with for a very long time. So when you said about uh, that was not uh, anything you would change about him, to the best of your knowledge of him and your dealings with him, I know that to be the truth. Because mm-hmm. this man appeared to be, to me, just common, everyday, down-to-earth, hard-working businessman that try to keep things straight the American way. And yeah. that's, you know, that's what I see. And, and, and that's what I saw. And um, Yes, and, and you keep in mind, he also dated a black woman, too, as well. Okay. And I think okay. even to this day right now, there's probably... Uh, what used to be a black homeless woman still living in one of his uh, hotels there. Uh, she was homeless, uh, and a lot of people don't they don't tell this story. A black woman, she was homeless, and she found her way into one of his hotel rooms. Come to find out she had been living there in the room, and when he found out that she had been living there in one of the hotel rooms, what he told them to do is let her stay there rent-free, no, she didn't have to pay no daily amount or nothing. And I believe that she is still there and said every day, make sure she have fresh flowers in mm. her room. And he allowed her to stay right then. I believe she's still there. But don't forget about that. Jennifer Hudson. When oh. her mom got killed, mm-hmm. he put, it was Donald Trump that put Donald Jennifer, Trump. make sure Jennifer Hudson was protected and put her up and everything. And had to make sure she was around her. To make no sure she charge. was safe. But where okay. are these, but, but I just, you know, let me tell you something. President Trump is just a man for the people, mm-hmm. <clears throat> of the people. Mm-hmm. We've been to Mar-a-Lago several times mm-hmm. uh, to his home down there. He just is. He just, he just loves Americans and America. He do. Oh, yeah. And so when he said, make America great again, you had those on the left well, America ain't never been great. That's what they would say. And I would tell them it's been great for your behind because we ain't no slaves around here. We didn't come over here on no ship. Our ancestors did. So you have to bring them back down to earth. They always want to take something and twist it and make it in a form of racism. But we yeah. needed our factories back. Now look, yeah. at, look at things now. We need things made in America, especially yeah. when it comes to our medicine. If you're saying China unleash this virus onto the American people, don't you know China makes the majority of our medicines, make mm-hmm. a lot of our products? Why will we continue to get stuff from the enemy? That's the right. enemy could be trying to kill us. Think about <laughs> it from that perspective. So when he say make America great again, make America, make it where we're making our stuff right here in America. So, yeah. 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 And, and and I'm 100% for that. And and see, it's called the United States now. Mm-hmm. But at one point, 
It was called the United States of America. And I believe in eight years, if, if, you know, if, if we get him back, I believe he can do all of this and more because of this. He's just a plain human being, a, a, a plain man mm-hmm. with money who believes, like I believe in money. I believe in money. <laughs> money answers all things. Now, that's what the scripture said. It says, well, the love of money is the root of all evil, but not money. Right. Money can do many things. And I believe that's what this man is about. And to be honest with you, if you really look at it, he may want everybody to have some money. That's why you could have well, a job. That's why things mm-hmm. went up and many different things. Because he knows if you got money, you can spend money and he's going to make some money, which makes sense to me. But I think he's right. just a uh, everyday down-to-earth man, businessman, and he did well for himself. And I, I, I can't go back. I know they brought up a whole bunch of stuff up about his parents, this, that, and the other. But I can't well, go wait, back. Wait, 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 wait. So we're going to go back to when his parents was born, the 19, what, 20s or whatever, and talk about – no, 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 no. We need to stop doing – the the public need to stop can I, always. Can I say something? Yes. Real quick. If y'all going to go back, if you want to go back to President Trump's parents, then let's go back to Jim Crow Joe Biden's era. Let's That's go right. back to the Democrats' era. Did you all know that Democrats fought to keep black people enslaved? That's right. They, want, they fought the war to keep our ancestors and slaves. Did you all know that it was the Republican Party that fought to free your ancestors from being slaves? A lot of people didn't know that. It was the Republican Party that fought to free the slaves. The Democrats fought to keep black people as slaves. And Mm -hmm. if you look today, same script, different cast, look at how they want you to show your papers before you can go into a restaurant. See, it's indoctrinated in these Democrats to be your master and to have their slaves. So do you want to be enslaved to the government today? Because that's what's going on right now. When you're not having a great awakening, when we're looking over here at Donald Trump and we're looking at his mother and his father and what happened to him or what happened to them or what they say that happened or went on back in the day. But we're not looking at Jim Crow Joe. We're not looking at this Democrat Party and how it all started and how it enslaved my ancestors. But wait a minute. So wait, 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 wait. If we talk about enslavement, let's not talk about, and we mentioned Jim Crow Joe. Let's mm-hmm. talk about uh, 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 the Jim Crow days. Talk Those were Democrats that put that in place. Uh-huh. Let's talk about Black Wall Street. I heard a uh-huh. lot of that. Didn't yeah. really know about it until they started bringing it up, up under President Trump, Black Wall Street, and what happened. But that happened up under a Democrat, Democrat. president. And I heard that the Democrat government is the one that helped orchestrate all of that. And That's then right. on top of that, what's going on today went on back then. They didn't want you to talk about it. They denied those black people their First Amendment rights. Not only that, they made it harder 
for them to build back Oklahoma. What to rebuild. What people need to start doing is do your research. Mm -hmm. Know the history. Stop listening to propaganda and sound bites because it sounds good and it's gonna Mm -hmm. get you riled up when somebody say racism, it's gonna get you all riled up. Find out who was behind what. And a lot of it you're going to see, a lot of the destructiveness and the damnable things that has happened in the United States is because of these Democrats. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, facts. That's what you need, facts, and you need to really know. That's why I couldn't say a lot about this man in the initial beginning, and I couldn't really uh, do some things because I, I didn't know him like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I researched some things, and I didn't get a whole lot, but I got enough. And then I, I felt as if I'm led by the spirit of Almighty God, because I learned this mm-hmm. over the years, Diamond and Silk. I accept what God allows. I'm better off. But if he speaks and he says, say something, if he speaks in my spirit and say, do something, I got to move. Because if I move right. while he's moving, I'm going to be blessed. And I, I believe, and I know people, uh, they won't like it. They won't like it. But from day one, I believe that God allowed this man uh, to be in charge and to get some things straight in America. But the people who don't like the truth and they feel like it's being done this way because of this and because of that color and all this stuff. The day we get away, black people, away from all the racist stuff and going back to what you said about the communities, get up and do for your own community. Look, Mm -hmm. I live in low government housing. They call it the project, one of the worst projects in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, listen to Mm -hmm. this. I knew God had sent me there for a work. It wasn't for me to just live off the government because... Balak had taken all of my 401k or whatever that happened to me. And I lost everything. But it was for a work. And I could not go there to my old worries me. I need food stamps. Can you pay my rent? It was for me to break up fights between women who both their children played together. And if the children know the mamas had been fighting, it would have hurt and damaged the children. He sent me there for that. He sent me there so I could do a class for the girls and the boys. He sent me there so when something happened, I could walk through there safely. Everybody respected me and see what had gone on. Those who needed Mm. to go to jail, they had to go. Those who needed to remain free, they had to remain free. I prayed the prayer of faith, and God sent a man from New York. And what they did in the project in New York, they did it in the project project in Jacksonville, Florida. Hilltop Village was the name of the apartments. Listen, when they got through, you could walk through there at night safely. You could go Mm. to the store. Look, no police on the gate. No no alarms. uh, Men there. Nobody but the residents. But what he put in place caused it to come back to a respectful place. Because at one point, it was a respectful place to live. Mm-hmm. But it got out of hand through management. So look, if you want your community to be better, you got to do it. But that's right. Like you said you 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 
have people that sit back and they wait on everybody else to do something and they benefit from right. what everyone else has done. But pick up the paper in your community. And look, mm-hmm. I, I live in what they call right now, they would call this a rich area. But guess what? You will see no paper and trash and all. But guess what? You will see two or three people that walk every morning and they change shifts, one in the afternoon, they change to the evening shift. Somebody have a bag. And it's, it's not to pick up dog poo, but they picking up trash. If they see any little piece of paper or any cup, they pick it up. Why? It's to mm-hmm. keep the community looking beautiful. If right. you got a mess going on and they selling dope on the corner in your community, do something about it. But the community that's right. together for it. One person that's, that's right. That's right. You, you, you. Even though I'm just going to say this, even though if we look at our government on how they also probably help orchestrate drugs into the community. Yep. That don't mean us as black people have to stand on the corner and sell it to our brothers and sisters and kill them. That's we right. Listen, they have things set up to make you become the creator of your own demise, even yeah. though they've created it. That don't mean we have to fall into the trap. That's right. That That's doesn't right. mean so you, that. Go ahead. You, you, you may be living in a project, but you don't have to allow them to make you a project. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so we got to we got to bear some of the responsibility. Get up, yes. clean up our communities. Yes. Let yes. let JoJo and them know you're not gonna be on the corner selling drugs. That's Children right. are out here. You're not gonna be doing that. But we don't stand up for the community no. anymore. We don't. <laughs> we're afraid of each other. We have well, become afraid to each other and desensitized to what we see because of what we see on TV and the way the media have painted our black brothers and sisters. You yeah. see what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm about half scared. I better not say nothing. But some, mm-hmm. where the big mamas? Mm-hmm. Where it used to be big mamas. It used big to be, mamas. where they at? Oh, you ain't doing yeah. this here. Let, let me yeah. tell you something. When I look at how these people have been grooming our children and doing these drag shows and, and got their breasts all out and, doing all of this stuff in front of our children, that wouldn't have happened like that back in the day because the uh, men would have stood up. But when you got the men, they sitting up and they coerced them to paint their nails pink, mm-hmm. wear girls and bras, where, where are our men? Where, where, where is everybody at? I, so I just, I just don't allow this liberal agenda to indoctrinate you and mm-hmm. downplay you. <clears throat> we are yeah. strong, especially yes, as black Americans. We are very, very strong. There's a reason why they don't like our men being emasculate men. There's a reason behind that, okay? That's why they want to dumb and dumb, D-U-M-B, dumb us down and make us think we can't have an ID to vote and you Mm -hmm. can't be this way and you can't obtain this. That's when we have to stand up as a community. Oh, no. And the sad thing is you got black people in power shouting the same thing that some of these white liberals are shouting to keep you dumb down. Ooh. We're not dummies. Mm. We're not dummies. Mm. We're very smart. All of us are smart. Mm. We will take nothing and make something out of it. We're not going to jump out of no window if we lose some money because we don't really know what to have it like that. No way. <laughs> when the babies, 
Wait a minute, wait a minute. One more, still, one more thing. Okay. When the babies didn't have milk, you didn't see black people sitting up worried about that because we going to feed our babies That's with right. the milk or without the infamil milk. <laughs> Go ahead, real quick, real quick. You know, I was listening. I remember somebody, uh, a black gentleman, standing up and asking the question, when have the hood ever been great? And I recall responding, the hood wasn't created to be great. The mm. hood was created to keep you stuck in a rut right there looking really messed up. That's what the hood was created for. And when I say the hood, I'm not talking about the neighborhood. I'm talking about these different programs that a lot of these, especially the Democrats, like to implement within the black community just to keep you stuck right there in the four corners of that, that community so that you can't think outside of the box. You can't see something different. They want you to think that this is all you get right here. You can never have that right there. And if you go outside of this line or if you cross this line right here, we're going to attack you. And so so we, as, as, as Americans, as human beings, have to change our mindset. You mm-hmm. have to think better if you want better. You got to be what you want to be. But you can't be that there that if you're all on the same playing field, thinking the same way, doing the same thing. Start looking outside of your circle. If you find yourself in the circle and nothing is changing, everything is the same, start looking outside of your circle and looking for look at something different. See something different. Travel to the to the block over from you. Travel to the city over from you. Travel to the state over from you. Do you know a lot of people have been in the same state and have not ever left their state in their lives? Go out and look for something different, something new. Learn something different. You can never stop learning as long as you are alive. Learn something different. See something different and start evolving your mind instead of allowing somebody to indoctrinate you and make you think this is all you can get, this is all you can have, you can't get an accountant, you can't have a job, this is all, you don't know this, you don't know that, you can't even get an ID, but you have an ID to get a 40. You have an ID to go get some cigarettes. You have an ID when you got to go get, when you want to get or, or need to get on welfare. You have your ID to show that. But no, no, not the black community. They can't get no ID when we need, you know, when you got to go vote. So stop letting people like Diamond said, dumb, D-U-M-B, you down. You're not dummies. We are intelligent. We are smart. We know when we're being hoodwinked. So stop being in denial of it and acknowledge it. Acknowledge that this person here is a liar. You are a liar. Don't be afraid to call them a liar. When you see them lying to you, stop being in denial of what's going on and stand up for what's right. My men, you was, you are the stronger vessel. Stand up and be men for the community, for the children, for the women. You Look, when we was raised in the church, it's God and then it's the man, the head of the family. Where are you at? And so I guess this message here is it's time for my men to raise up and be men again. Okay, I have two more questions, and I, I know you have to go. Uh, <laughs> is, there, is, 
Is there a Holy Ghost revival happening in America? Look, I think that there is a great awakening happening, and I think what we're seeing is good versus evil. You know, when Mm -hmm. you uh, see people walking around with this Luciferian idea, uh, this Satanism that's going on, this demonic, it's a demonic spirit. This is about good versus evil. So when we talk about a Holy Ghost revival, I believe that there's a great awakening. I believe people are waking up. I can Mm -hmm. honestly say 2020 was about vision. It was about vision. President Trump, had he not come along, I don't think that the country will be be, be awakening. Mm -hmm. Things that we've never saw before when it comes to our health when it comes to the government, when it comes to the way we live, when it mm-hmm. comes to our bodies. We've never seen this before. So I think what's happening now is a great awakening. One more question. Have you been to the to the Reawakening America tour? I've heard of the Reawakening tour. We have not been on tour since, what, 2000, the end of 2019? 19, mm-hmm. Because of the pandemic. So we haven't been on tour. We've been to a few events, but we haven't been on tour. All I know is that whenever you all are going to these events, listen, be peaceful, be peaceful, and just make sure that you know this is about America, not about our agenda, but about America and putting America first. That's right. Now, I agree 100% it's about America. And it's not just black and white America. Mm-hmm, that's right. Americans have many other nationalities, other cultures, other colored people. And so it's about the whole America, not just, you know, a certain group of people. They talked about it. I talked about it because we are, all three of us, we're what they consider black women. But right. it's, it's for the good, Mr. Trump, for the good of the whole America, the whole America. For the good of the whole America. Yeah, and I believe God <laughs> put some things in place for it to stay in America and not for people to try to take it out. And that's what has happened. They're trying to remove things that should stay. And that's mm-hmm. another thing I saw Mr. Trump do. He tried to keep that thing uh, in place, and he didn't even know it was a spiritual thing, but he, you know, was keeping that spiritual thing place that God put there. Another thing is this: Israel and Jerusalem, America, as far as I've known, it, it's kind of always taken care of them, because the scripture said that if we love them, God would bless us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what the scripture says. Now that's not what Barbara chapter four. Verses 8 and 9 says, that's what the scripture says. So mm-hmm. we'll prosper if we love them. We will prosper if we love them. So if you love something, you try and take care of it. You do right by what you love. I know folks say, I mm-hmm. love you like a dog. That was a lie. They're not loving nobody. That was a trick you. But if you truly mm-hmm. love, take care of that which you love and see after that which you love. So if we mm-hmm. love them, we are going to be blessed. And and I see, uh, and that's one thing that made me look out to Mr. Bush. He protected Israel. He protected Jerusalem. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. That's well, what you know, Israel is our ally, so. 
Okay. <clears throat> hmm Yeah. And see, I was in a place called Fairbanks, Alaska. They had a man there, Jim Whitaker, and he was a Republican. Um, <laughs> and so I worked with him on his campaign. When y'all said, these people don't even know about black people. These people haven't been in the hood or the community. Da, 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 da. I could relate because he had not been there. And mm. one of the most beautiful wives, I'm to my inside and out, we called the Jinx. And mm-hmm. she was a Christian. And I worked with Jim, and the Spirit of the Lord told me to tell him he would be the next mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska. And I told him that. And when I told him that, he believed. Listen, believe. And so we did what we had to do. And uh, the night of the election, I, he came over to the table where I was at the campaign, and he grabbed me and was holding on to me tight and everything because he got to see he was beginning to get all of the votes he was, that he needed. He was winning. He was winning. So when they announced that he won, he called me. I said, I'm mm. in the bed. I, I done come home and I'm in, I'm in my bed sleep because I knew you won because if God said so, that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But I want to encourage right. y'all today. I want to encourage you to do what's right, to do what's right. And tell Tammy, I said, thank you so much. I owe her. I owe her. <laughs> because, wow. Uh, can I just leave, just leave the audience with this and let them know? that God would not bring you to it if he wasn't going to see you through it. I've never seen a storm that never ended. I always see a rainbow at the end of the storm. And so let's look for a rainbow. Let's know that God got this, and we have to continue to be strong as a people and walk through the fear of the unknown. Amen. God bless. I will agree. agree. But don't forget to tell Tammy I said thank you, and uh, I should be in touch with y'all soon. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming. God bless. Thank you for having us. Bye-bye. All right, we got about 20 minutes, and I am going to the next song of the morning. Now, Louis, I think this song is appropriate right here. Little small house, big family. Seven kids and I'm the baby. But I'm grown now, and I'm like, praise the Lord, cause everything I've been praying for, is finally knocking on my door, and it's so, so loud, and I'm gonna take it, Uh, I told y'all I'm gonna make it, and when I
But I'm grown, I'm grown, and I'm gonna take it. Alabama. 
when I get to Alabama, uh, I said, well, I'm going to go for five days. On the sixth day, I, I could be headed up to Mississippi if I want to. And then when I get to Mississippi, if I decide to, I can drive on to New York. Yeah. I love it. Jobs for people. Medical for people. They call it health care. Children being trained right to be good, a productive American citizens. But they don't open up Pandora's box by telling people, it's your thing, do what you want to do. They See, they don't see the big picture. They don't see people being killed and shot and children being shot, children being trained, being trained with the wrong things. Because somebody touched you or did something to you, and you feel like children should know, but know in a graphic way. No, you're yet damaging children. Again, I'm with MC Hammer. He said we got to pray to make it today. Just, just that little bit right there is enough for me. I don't need the deepness of the sun, just that, because it's true. Man, God said it so long ago, way before MC Hammer. Man ought to always pray and not think. Pray without ceasing. And what I look for is common everyday plain people. I don't particularly care for all the corporate act and all of that. All the intelligent act and every uh, proper business. No, no, no. I, I, I like the flaw in the human being. It let me know they're real. Nothing pumped up, fixed up, put up. You're just plain everyday common folk. I heard Silk over there saying ain't, and I heard <laughs> diamond. Yeah, plain regular people. Nothing pumped up about me. You would never know I went to school. You you wouldn't um, unless I told you. Now, if I told you, you know, you know where she would have been somewhere. But I am plain everyday coming down to earth people that love people. I like gatherings. I like to see people eat good, happy. The food made them happy. The fellowship, the company made them happy. What's wrong with that? Why we got to be all complicated? Because the enemy, the devil, has taken the mind of the people because he thinks he's going to get more people by replacing what he thinks he's moving that God put in place. It'll never happen. Many of these people die at their own hands. Many of these people commit suicide. Many of these people would do illegal things and make the police kill them. Why? The mind is gone. So we're praying for the minds of the people. Not only does God hear, but he answers. And I'm grateful unto him this morning, and I thank him. <laughs> I, will, I will let him know, Brother Louis, because I'm going over to send Tammy a message. So I would, I would be, I'm going to copy your message right now and put it in there and let them know you said it. I'm going to even send a little smiley face with it. How about that, brother? <laughs> Woo, okay, how where we at now? Okay, we got 10 minutes. I'm going to pray out and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you today, Lord. We thank you for all that has been said and done. And Lord, you know what's best for all of us. You know what's best for the country. Lord, I believe you put it together. 
and you did it a certain way. And Lord, I know everything is going down, but your word, your word holds true. Forever, O oh God, your word is settled in heaven. And every word of yours, pure. And it's a shield unto them that put their trust in you and in your word. God, I thank you this morning. Ask that you would bless Diamond and that you would bless Silk. Ask that you would bless Mr. Trump. And Lord, you know what these people are about. And God, you know what everything in this country is about. Even in secret places, your eyes are in every place. You're beholding the evil and the good. As we depart this morning, Father, bless every caller and every listener. Uncommonly blessed. Lord, work uncommon miracles in their lives today, O God. Your people stand in the need of you. Open doors and make ways. Lord, whatever is broken, we ask that you would fix it for these, your people, in the name of Jesus. Touch and heal those that are sick here today. God, remember Pastor David and his mother and his sister moved today by your spirit in a mighty way, O God. In the name of Jesus, again, we ask. Lord, you know what's needed at their home. Move quickly, O God, in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you today. Bless our going out this morning. Bless our coming in and meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, September the 8th, 2022, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. Have a blessed day.